All right. It's going to start. Welcome back, all you Second Thoughts listeners, all you Second Thoughts fans, uh, any newcomers that's just coming on to the podcast. We are on episode 18. 18? We're on episode 18. Uh, man, hey. We're still going in. We're still still coming up with creative ideas, and uh, everything's good. Everything's copacetic. Uh, today, I got Troy with me. Say what's up, Troy. How y'all doing? Uh, Ramon and Jared are a little busy right now. Ramon is just being a ghost, and Jared has to go pick somebody up from the airport. So we're going to start us off, and then hopefully uh, we will see either one of them come in um Later throughout, uh, later on the podcast. So, uh, we're so right now we're gonna start off with giving our um, draft grades for the NBA, NBA to uh, NBA draft. Excuse me, NBA draft 2019. Uh, I'm gonna start us off. So for the Atlanta Hawks, I gave them a A plus. Yeah, I agree. I think Atlanta had a really good draft. Uh, I'm going to give them an A, though, because I'm only going to give one team an A+. Plus. <laughs> but I think the Hawks had the second-best draft. Yep. I totally agree. Uh, I would I would definitely consider the Atlanta Hawks a definite winner. I give them an A+, plus because they, they, uh, they attacked their needs. They added in some much-needed depth. And um, I think they have a nice young core. And um, Atlanta is... I would consider now that uh, now that Atlanta has some more depth and that nice core, um, I consider them a, a a chance at a playoff team. Now I'm saying a lower tier playoff team, but I can see I can see Atlanta sneaking into the playoffs. Uh, for the Boston Celtics, I gave them a C minus. Uh, yeah, I think I, I'm gonna give the, the Celtics a C plus. I like Langford, and I think uh, the guy they got out of uh, was it Purdue, Carson Edwards. Yeah. yeah, he's he he looks like he has some potential. He's a little in, uh, not inconsistent, but he's a little uh, inefficient. But I think uh, Brad Stevens is able to get the most out of his players, and Tremont Waters might be good depth for them in the future. So I'll give him a C. Yeah. I gave I gave them a C minus because I was like, what is what is the need for so many point guards? But then I looked at I I, I remember that uh Kyrie is most likely out the door, so you're trying you're trying to uh you're trying to fill the void of Kyrie, but then you also have Teddy Rogier who played very good for you and could be a very good starter, and he was a restricted free agent. So as I was I was just questioning like, why did they draft like two point guards? And then you still have uh, Rozier might be gone. Rozier might be gone too. Yeah, he went on ESPN a couple weeks ago and said he's got to get out of Boston. So I'm gonna assume he's gonna sign somewhere else. Hmm. Oh. Again, the Celtics match it either regardless, but yeah, maybe for a sign and trade. True. I don't know. I think I feel like 
Boston did a good thing. And shout out to uh, Waters, who got drafted by Boston. I, I feel like he's going to be a good point guard for them. Uh, he needs to get to six feet, but then, hey, he'll still be a good point guard for them. Uh, Edwards is going to be good for them. Grant Grant Williams, he's going to be good for them because he's going to fill the void of that uh, Al Horford role if he leaves. So, Grant Williams is a good pickup. We'll see how he translates yeah. to the game. I just gave them a seat because I'm the the unnecessary need of uh, guards. They're good guards. They have potential, just too many guards for me. All right, so uh, next up on the list, I got the Brooklyn Nets. I gave them a D. Yeah, the Nets didn't really do much in this draft, so I don't know. I guess a C. I like uh, Hands. I like Hands as a point guard. He has potential, but like the stuff that he was showing at uh, UCLA, he's very questionable. He could get uh, lost. He could get lost in the NBA. So, I mean, for right now, it's a D. They got that center from Georgia, right? Who, Hands? Uh, Booker? No, uh, Nick Claxton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got him for uh, Georgia. Yeah, I mean – Neither one of those guys are going to step in and play much right away, but down the line they could be death pieces for him. So yeah, and then yeah, so uh, I think they did okay. Yeah, they 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 did what they needed to do. Let me put it like that. So uh, next up is the Charlotte Hornets. I gave them a C minus. Yeah, the Charlotte Hornets. I like the uh, P.J. Washington pick. Yeah. But I don't really like anything else they did. They grabbed – who else did they grab? They grabbed uh, – Cody Martin. Yeah. Yeah. He's – I don't know. He's kind of a – I guess at best he'd be like a good sixth man, but I just don't really see much from him. So their main pickup is really P.J. Washington, and I think they got another power forward, yeah. Jalen McDaniels. Yeah. yeah, I mean he look. I don't know. I don't know about him. Uh, be all right. I feel like they they could have better utilized those picks in trades to either get rid of some of the bad contracts they got, or to try to pick up a veteran or something that'll help them keep Kemba Walker. Yeah, I don't really see any of these draft picks that they made helping in the short term, which is the goal. Yeah. Uh, they got Martin, and I was like, why do you have Martin when you got uh, Monk? And Monk is a shooting guard. But then Monk could also be out the door for some for something else. Um, I don't know. And then um, the McDaniels thing. I don't know McDaniels because I'm looking on Bleach Report. They listed him as a forward, so I'm guessing he could play the small forward power forward role. And then I'm also like, you have Miles Bridges, who you mostly kept off the bench for uh, Michael K. Gildridge, which was stupid. But whatever. Whatever, Hornets. Y'all, y'all just Y'all just keep missing the playoffs, being a ninth seed, I guess. 
Sounds about right for them. Um, next up is the Chicago Bulls. Chicago, I gave them an A. Uh, Kobe White, I'm not high, high, high on him, but it was definitely a need. Yeah. And he was the best player available. Yeah. So I'll give them a B. I gave I gave them an A mostly because like like you said, uh Kobe White is uh is is definitely a need. Uh he was definitely the best player available, so that's that's just they need a point guard. Like Chicago could really be a good that they, they could really be a good young core and be be a playoff team. They just need a point guard. I feel like White has the potential to be that point guard, but White is not gonna be like He's not gonna be your Kyrie or Kyrie Irving or Damian Lillard or Steph Curry. He's not gonna be that much of a scorer, but he's gonna be more of a, a an old school Chris Paul type. He's gonna give you that uh that uh what twenty points, twenty maybe yeah maybe, no a young Chris Paul type, but like fifteen points, maybe uh ten eleven assists. That more of a yeah, I could see it. Second round pick, Daniel Gafford, center out of Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, that's a decent pick, I guess. He could be serviceable depth behind Carter. Uh, with that, and I, I feel like they should have maybe gone shooting guard, give somebody behind uh, Zach Levine because they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of big men out there. Uh, with the with the Bulls, per se. Hopefully, they can. Uh, Figure out this role for the guy. Is uh, Daniel like a stretch, or is he just more of an inside? I don't think so. He's like a yeah. He's like a traditional big man. Cool. Comparing him to Jackson Hayes, is he's like the lesser version. Yeah. Pretty much just a rebounder. You get putbacks, and that's about it. Hopefully, we'll figure it out. But I definitely gave them an A for for need and potential. Uh, so for the Cavs, I gave the Cavs a B plus. Okay, I'm gonna give the Cavs an A minus. They got, in my opinion, the best guard or second best guard in the draft, and probably like the third best overall player with Garland. Yeah, and I really want to get Evan Porter Jr. with the last pick in the first round. Yeah. Think he'll uh, he has a high ceiling to really develop into that starter, and then you can't forget the Daniel Windler pick or the Dylan Windler pick at twenty six yeah. could be their future small forward. Yeah. They they might have just got their uh, future three starters right there all in this draft. Yeah, Colin Sexton obviously he wasn't what they were hoping to get out of the number eight pick last year, so. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets moved. Uh, I don't think he's gonna get moved because, like, he unless they want to develop into a six man. Yeah, I, I think he, I think he'll be more of a six man because you're not gonna get much out of Sexton. Sexton is like, uh, he's like your Patrick Beverly type of player. Like, he's he's mostly there for defense. Yeah, he he's he's not really an offensive guy. His playmaking's all right. It's it's, it's probably about average ish. So he's like a, a a Beverly. That's a good comp. 
But overall, I think the Cavs get an A for this draft because I think Garland's Garland and and Kevin Porter Jr. particularly will be able to to bring eighteen to twenty two points a game type scoring to them. Yeah. Once they get like a year or two by the third by their third year, maybe second year, possibly third year, they should be like somewhere in the eighteen point scoring. Because you gotta get some of these guys, some of those guys out of Cleveland, those old veteran guys. Like they got, uh, they gotta get them out. Um, like Jordan Clarkson. Eventually, you gotta get him out. Uh, you gotta get rid of Kevin Love, because they so that way the young guys can be the main focal point. Because uh, Cleveland is just basically in a rebuild. Pretty much, yeah. They're just trying to gather assets and develop them as best as they can. Yeah. All right. So with the Dallas Mavericks, uh, I gave them a C. Yeah, the Mavericks. I, I, I guess they didn't have a pick till the second round, right? Yeah, they took that small forward. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. They traded him to Detroit. What the, What did the Mavericks even do? Isaiah Roby. A Roby. Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that. That big man. Yeah. I mean, I'll give I'll give him a C minus. how do you think they came into uh this draft with a uh with a pick? But then they just got trades, and then they got somebody's trading rights. But you know how. Bleacher Report is not going to yeah. show me like somebody's trading rights. They're just going to show me what they actually drafted. So that small forward, power forward out of Nebraska. Apparently, he's a good defender. So I mean, I'll give him like a C minus though, because I don't feel like he's that impactful. Yeah. So with the uh, Denver Nuggets, they got Bobo, uh, center out of Oregon. I gave them a C just because this is out of. Uh, this is not a really good pick, or this is going to be really bad, and y'all just wasted that pick because of that man's health history. Uh, health history. I think I'll give them a B plus, only because I feel like the risk is low for the potential reward. I feel like, I mean, if he ends up being nothing, he probably wouldn't have gotten much out of that draft pick anyway, so he could end up being like a poor Zingus, so... I'll give him a B plus for that. Yeah. All right, so what the Detroit Pistons? I gave them an A. Wait, what team? It cut out for a second. Uh, Detroit. Oh, Detroit. Okay. All right, Detroit. I'll give them. They got Saku Dumbaya, so I'm gonna give them a. I'll give them a B plus. I think that was a really good pick. Yeah. I thought they got a really good pick. Uh, Sukum, um, Jordan Bone, Bone, um, out of Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna be a good replacement for Reggie uh, Jackson because Jackson has the fucking. It's either Blake Griffin is gonna go or Reggie Jackson's gonna go, but one of those two is gonna go. This season. Reggie Jackson's entering the final year of his contract, so there you go. he's 
they're not going to re-sign him. So either they're going to trade him to somebody that can use a backup point or he's just going to fulfill his contract and move on. He's not going to get anywhere near that type of money from anybody else. So with the Golden State Warriors, I gave them a C plus. Uh, yeah, they they're another team. They 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 have what the number twenty eighth pick, and they trade. No, they used it on Jordan Poole. Uh, Jordan Poole has some upside. I'll, I'll give them a I'll give them a B minus. Yeah. It could be a good pick. Yeah. I mean, he's he at best he's like. Maybe you start him next to Clay and Curry, or maybe he comes off the bench. But I believe he can shoot a little bit, so I guess it's a good fit. Yeah. So for what for what I can, for what I heard, uh, he's a he's a good uh, shot creator. Like he can create his own shot, and then he's still good at uh, catch catch and shoot. And shooting off the of screens and stuff, so I'm like, okay, that works because now you got somebody that can uh fulfill that kind of that Kevin Durant type of role with shooting off the of screens, and you could create your own shot, and you can still drive, and and uh you can still catch and shoot. So he's not gonna ISO anyone, but at least he can feel like he he's not gonna be a damn stick like a. Iggy or Draymond Green. Yeah, so they're going to lose Durant eventually, whether it be a sign and trade, whether it be sign and then trade a year from now, yeah. or he just signed somewhere else. So I think he could fit in with Clay and Curry. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so for the Rockets, I gave them an F minus. They didn't even have a draft pick, right? Yeah. Yeah, all right, well, next. Yep. The Indiana Pacers, I gave them a C. Okay, Goga Batadze. Uh, I've heard he's actually got a lot of a lot of potential, so I'll give them like a, a C or a C plus, B minus-ish. Yeah. He's a big guy. He can kind of move a little bit, shoot a little bit. So, I mean – I'm not exactly sure where he's going to fit in the picture with Turner and Sabonis already, so I guess we'll find out. That's why I was confused. I'm... Yeah, we'll go C-plus because he doesn't really feel a need. Yeah. I, I felt like... and it's like, it's like, it's kind of a good pick, but it's also like, I feel like that pick was just in case Turner uh, leaves. Or they trade him or something like that. So, yeah, somebody's got to go. They got three centers, and they all have a similar type of game. So somebody's got to go. That or they're going to have Miles Turner play more of the power forward role. Somebody's going to have to play power forward. I guess if they let uh, Turner or not Turner, um, Thaddeus Young walk, that would make sense. You could start Sabonis and then bring this guy off the bench. Yeah. Uh, so for the Los Angeles Clippers, I went with a C plus. 
Oh no! All right. Oh my! Really, guys, name the sooner. Out of Florida State. Oh, he does say his name, but he he definitely has some nice potential. Uh, they definitely do need a big man that could play, but I don't know what what the with the Clippers. They keep steady trying to get centers. And all they do, all they know how to do is rim protect. And I feel like they need a center that can uh, hit a mid-range shot. I'm gonna go with a C plus. I like the uh, Cabin Jelly pick. Terrence Mann, though, I don't really know. He doesn't really fit all that well. But Cabin Jelly could be like another, like. Uh, DeAndre Jordan type of player, so yeah. I mean it could work out for them. They know what to do with those type of centers. Yeah. Mostly with Doc Rivers likes. So. Yeah, rim runners. Protect the rim, be able to get out in transition. I feel like it's an alright pick. Alright. Oh shit. For the next one, I went with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I gave them a C plus, just because they added a they finally added a shooter, and that's a much needed void for them. They uh, definitely need a shooter, but I mean he's a good shooter. Uh, for what I can tell, the little clips that I've seen, but it's just little clips, so. And they only got one player. All right, so. Talon Horton Tucker. Yeah. Let me give them – I'll give them a C-plus for the fit, and I'll give them an F for what they've done with their draft capital. Yeah. Pretty much. Hey, I'm glad they uh they didn't pay attention to where to their money uh and shit like that, their, uh, their cap space. When they got AD, because how do you not pay attention to your cap, your cap space like that? Apparently, they knew, and Ramona Shelburne didn't know what she was talking about. The whole reason why they agreed to do the trade on the six is because the Pelicans had absolutely zero interest in keeping the number four pick. They were going to move it regardless, so. And when you enter a third team in the deal, the third team isn't going to sit here and want to wait for an entire month with the Lakers and Pelicans because they want to move their cap space around and see who they can bring in. So that's that was the whole ordeal. All right. So for the Memphis Grizzlies, I gave them a A. I gave them I gave them an A just because John Morant could be fucking he could be a superstar. Yeah, I'm gonna give them an A as well. I think uh John Morant, uh, one of the obviously the best point guard in the draft, hands down. Yeah. And then your other need in the short term or in the long term is a power forward and they got that with Brandon Clark. Yeah. All right, 
So for the next one, uh, my 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 Miami Heat. I gave that. I was being honest with this one. I gave them a C. Yeah, I think a C is fair. Hero is he he fills a need, but at thirteen, he's not really the splashiest pick because he's he'll make a difference when he comes in. He'll probably be like a six man to start at least, yeah. second or third guy off the bench to help come in. Knock threes down, but I feel like y'all should have kept the bowl bowl pick because I don't know. I feel like y'all have the time to potentially develop and wait for him to get healthy. So I feel like it it made sense for y'all to keep him. But at the end of the day, y'all front office decided otherwise. For a couple of years, but then I also understand where they were going with that. You still got uh, you still got Bam out of bio who you still need to develop. You still got. Whiteside, who just opted in, and you he he's staying for the rest of the season. And then you got Kelly Olenek, who could play the power the power forward or center role. So you got necessarily like three bigs. You got uh two. You got two small forwards if Udonis Haslam comes back and play. Uh, and then you got a whole bunch of small forwards. Point guard, center. Well, really, like point guards. Well, you got a whole bunch of shooting guards and small forwards. So, I don't know. I feel like Cairo is a good pick because we desperately need that shooting. Uh, KZ, he had he definitely has a chance because. Oh, I forgot about him. Actually, I'm a, I'm a up my grade to a C plus on the Heat because I like Akpala. I think that was actually y'all's best draft pick. Yeah, I think he'll. Yeah, I have no idea what happened. I literally just I got booted. Right, I'm I'm in Wi-Fi too, so I don't understand that either. But continue, you saying KZ might be. Uh, yeah, Paul is probably going to be the best overall player out of this draft class for the Heat because he's kind of like a. Uh, I guess you could re- compare him to like currently like a Brandon Ingram type of mold. He's kind of long and lanky, and he can get to the basket. But he he's developing his three point shot and it's it's getting pretty consistent. So he could be y'all's go to wing scorer in the future. That's good because we only because uh, Winslow needs to play more of the point guard role, even if that's the starter or backup point guard. I don't know just yet. So Brandon, another small forward, is going to be helpful because. Man. He's a true small forward. He's a legit six nine. But yeah, I know the Pelicans thought about taking him at seventeen because they brought him in for a workout and they liked him a lot. I think that's kind of why. Didn't the Heat move up to thirty two to get him? Yeah. Yeah. Not surprised because the next the Pelicans' next draft pick was thirty five. So. It would make sense if they jumped us to get him. Yeah. Um, so for the Milwaukee Bucks, I gave them an F. Yeah, they didn't do anything, did they? 
Nope, didn't make a pick. Next. So for the Minnesota, for the Timberwolves, I gave them a B. Yeah, I like the Timberwolves getting Culver. Pretty much getting Culver means that Andrew Wiggins, one way or another, his ass is going to be gone by the trade deadline. Either that, or they're just—he's just going to sit there and collect the check because he—I don't know. You need some type of shooting out there on the wing to be successful in today's NBA. And if you can't shoot well, then you better defend really well. And he can't do that either. Yeah, he can't even get to the basket anymore. Like talking about it, because he's like he still hasn't developed that uh, muscle to handle getting into the paint. He don't really have that move set to um, the dribbles to get uh, get to the paint or bring down a, a defender to get to the rim. So I don't know. I I feel like Culver is is a good pick to out of play beside uh, Wiggins, but then he's eventually eventually he's gonna take Wiggins' spot and gonna be that number two option. But and then he could be that number one option just in case. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns doesn't come out and produce scoring. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Culver takes the number one role. Good pickup for the world. All right, next up, we got the New Orleans Pelicans. For the Pelicans, I gave them an A. Yeah, the Pelicans definitely had the best draft class. And I give them an A plus. Zion, I mean, it ain't no guarantee that he's gonna be the next Hall of Fame power forward or all time great, but I think he has a very, very, very high floor, whereas the absolute worst he might be is like an eight time all star. So I definitely think they got something brewing with him, pairing him with Jackson Hayes, who is the most um not skilled as in like his move set, but he's like the most like handy center in the game or in the draft. Yeah. He played a uh, receiver in high school, so he has really good hands. He doesn't drop the ball. If you throw him a lob, he's going to catch it. He's really athletic. He's tall, long, block shots. I mean, and he's athletic enough to where he can he, – he, he doesn't shoot from the outside, but he could stay – enough away from the basket and still be able to crash the boards to give Zion enough space to operate. So I think we could be looking at like a better version of the Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan pairing, given it a couple years. Uh, Let's see, 17, we got Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He's a combo guard out of Virginia Tech, sophomore. He is cousin to Shea Gilgis Alexander, and they are pretty much the same type of player, except uh, Walker shoots a little better, so that could work out. At 35, which was our last draft pick, we got a small forward out of Brazil, Marcos Lozada Silva. Probably going to be a hero stash for a year or two, but he has a lot of potential as like a 3 and D. Uh, wing off the pine, kind of like a P.J. Tucker, except he actually shoots really good. Yeah. He, like, he'll burn it from, like, 30. 
you don't have to just sit in the corner. So I think that could be a good pickup down the line. Overall, I think the Pelicans had a terrific draft, and they need to do the exact opposite of what is what the Celtics did. They the Celtics harbored all these assets and pretty much watched them walk out the door slowly by bit by bit, and now they're pretty much left with nothing besides Tatum, Brown, and Smart. All right, that's it for um, me on the. So for me with the Pelicans, uh, I pretty much agree with you what you were saying. Like I, I think uh, Pelicans definitely won the draft. Uh, I they touch all their needs. We got a young uh, superstar uh, in Zion, um, and then my dad was uh, he even texted me. Um, I think the day after the draft that Friday, he was like, uh, "What do you think?" Uh, let me see. He's like, "What's Zion gonna do?" I was like, for his rookie season, I could see Zion getting 50 to 20 points per game and then being a, a 7 to 8 rebounder, rookie of the year candidate. Uh, and if the Pelicans have a good record, Zion can get into the All-Star game. And this is for his rookie season. But then I uh, it depend, I was telling him it, did, it depends on the team's record and then his play. But long-term, I see him as a multi-time All-Star. I think that's the player of the year. Uh, maybe even an MVP. And then he told me that's a that's a true fans uh a tr- that's a true fans request. And I was like, well, true, but from an analyst point of view, I I see uh I see Zion needs guys around him that can shoot the ball when he's driving to the paint or posting up because I don't want I don't want him to be a a, a that LeBron or that uh the Giannis type of role where you're where you're driving. And all you can do is just drive. All you can do is just drive to the right or drive to the left. And you're not like you're you're not providing anything to the game. So bring give him some shooters and then let him develop his own jump shot as well. But uh but uh I also said the Pelicans front office, I believe in the Pelicans new uh front office personnel to where they're gonna provide him with uh with people that can shoot so that way they can help him like ease up the stress on him, and I, I said uh, that's why I think uh, uh, AD lost faith in the Pelicans, the the old front office with Dell Dips and uh, whoever else was running that crew. Mickey Loomis, football having ass. Yep. Uh, yeah, Zion definitely needs to show off his uh his mid range jumper and his jumper more. Uh, he's I said right now he's more of a Blake Griffin, like a, a young Blake Griffin. Uh, but his ceiling is LeBron or Jordan. Hopefully he can stay healthy and be fit. Uh, for what I can already see, he's he's a gym rat like uh, Westbrook and LeBron. So. Yeah, I think the one thing that would help his game now and in the future, he, he clocked in at around 285, and I think the the best ideal playing weight for him would probably be between like 267 and 272. Yeah. That way he may, he's a little more mobile, but he's still like the heaviest guy on the court. So he, he still has the strength. And then long-term it'll, it'll be a lot, it'll be a little less, you know, pressure on his knees and ankles. So yeah, that'll help him avoid injury. 
Uh, For the New York Knicks, I gave them a C plus. Yeah, I'm gonna give the Knicks a C plus as well. R.J. Barrett, I don't know. I heard a comp today. Somebody said that he they look he looks like a Demar Derozan. I think that's like his ceiling. I think his floor is Andrew Wiggins, which would be awful. Yeah, but a Demar Derozan type. Demar Derozan is pretty much what Wiggins hoped to be. With a little more athleticism, but I think I think that's a good comp. Yeah, he could be your second best player on a winning team. Uh, I definitely agree. Uh, a Demar Derozan type of player for uh, for RJ Barrett. Um, his I feel like his ceiling could be a uh, what's, what's the guy called? Oh my god. I want to. I want to say. I want to say the rat. He could be the rat, but uh, at at worst, I'm gonna definitely go what you would say. Uh, he could be a uh, Andrew Wiggins. So, and then they also got uh, the Knicks. Also got this other cat, a small forward from uh, Michigan. Yeah, they got Brazoticus from Canada. Uh, I don't really know anything about him, so. I don't know either. They definitely fill up some needs, though, because RJ could come in and play that uh, shooting guard or small forward role, and then you brought in another small forward. Yeah. That's the next strikeout in free agency, which they probably will, to be honest, I think. Tobias and Jimmy Butler probably end up going back to the 76ers. I think I, uh, Kyrie's going to go to the Nets, and I think Durant's either going to sign and trade to the Nets or sign with the Nets. I think either way, they both end up with the Nets. Yeah. I mean, right. best case scenario for the Knicks and free agency may be like Vucevic, Cousins. Maybe even Middleton, but I don't know if Middleton would take less money to leave the Bucks to go to the Knicks. So, yeah, and then we all you did is just losing. You just you just came a series away, a series, yeah, a series away from uh a NBA for competing for an NBA championship. Which the Bucks were get... zero. They win that series. They win the title. So, yeah, that's another thing. Like people are like, oh well, um. Well, if uh, if Giannis was it, if Giannis was playing better, I like you think about it. If Giannis, Giannis could have uh, even he wasn't playing that well. If he if he still had the same series that he had, uh, take his numbers and his play from the Raptors series, put that shit against the Warriors, and how that Warriors series ended up, I could still see uh, the Bucks winning the championship. Yeah, I think they were good enough. I mean, there's no guarantee that they get a 3-1 lead, Durant comes back and blows his Achilles out, but I think they could have won it. Yeah. Well, it would have been gone, would have been gone to game seven at least if everybody was healthy. All right, so for the OKC Thunder, uh, I gave them a C. Yeah, the Thunder did 
draft, they got Darius Baisley. Uh, don't really know a lot about him because he skipped college, so yeah. I never really got to see him play. Yeah, okay, same. Um, he's got good size, good good length, though. Six nine, two hundred. <sighs> I guess he could develop into something, but we'll really have to get a look at him in the summer league and see what he can do. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he could play alongside uh Westbrook and um. Uh, and Paul George. Yeah, because Andre Roberson is his trash. He is. And he was hurt the majority of that year, too. He could defend a little bit, but this dude couldn't throw a golf ball in the ocean if he was swimming in it. Hey, shout out to him for dating uh, Rachel Demeter, though. So, Yeah. Shout out to Red. All right. So, for the... Uh, Orlando Magic, I gave them a C. They picked up a forward from Auburn. What team? Orlando Magic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Chumo Kiki. I'll give them a C plus. I'd give them a a higher grade, but since he's coming off an injury and they're going to have to redshirt him most likely, I'll knock him down to a C plus. But high potential for a guy – him give you high energy off the bench when he gets right and maybe develop into that start and I think he's more of like a power forward. Uh, so if anybody's watching the WWE Stumbling Grounds pay-per-view tonight, Jared just said uh, Evan uh, Lacey Evans versus Becky Lynch is first and he, he, if he said uh, if Evans lose, I will not watch the rest of the pay-per-view, so Jared is basically on a is going on a hiatus if Becky Lynch wins. So y'all just be ready for that. <laughs> I think Becky's gonna win, but hey, we'll talk about that pay per view on the next podcast. Uh, for the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. All right, I know they had a ton of trades, and I think they ended up with Matisse Stiebel. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'm not exactly sure where he fits in at the moment. Uh, I think he's like a. But I believe he's like a. He's like a combo guard, like a backup point guard to Ben Simmons. I thought he was a damn small fool. I don't know. Small shooting guard? Okay, he's a shooting guard. So, I mean, I guess it makes sense if J.J. Redick leaves. I mean, you got three key free agents in your start lineup, and you can probably pick two of them to keep. And if I had to guess, they would take Butler and Tobias over J.J. Redick. So, yeah, that that, that makes sense to me. So I'll give them, I'll give them a C+. Plus. You there? Yeah. Oh. Uh, you said C plus. Yeah, C plus is seems like a good grade because he could probably fill in the shooting guard spot right now for him. Yeah. Uh, so for the Phoenix Suns, I gave them a B minus. 
I actually I actually didn't like the Suns draft at all. You trade back from the number six pick. You get a power forward who's not all that great with Sarge. He can't really do a lot. He's slow. His outside shot's inconsistent, doesn't really defend. And then you take Cam Johnson at 11, who most people had projected going between like 25 and 40. So that was a hell of a reach. You could have probably traded back a second time, got more picks, and still got him. And who else did they get? I- Jerome, point guard at a uh, Ty Jerome. That was the best pick they got in the draft, but they gave up that Bucks pick next year to get him. I don't they know. Could have went point. I'm giving them. I'm giving them a C minus. I don't get They could have went point guard. Got a got a better point guard early on. They could have stayed at six and got Kobe White, and then traded up and then into like the late first round using the Bucks pick and got Cam Johnson still. I think that's Cam Johnson and Kobe White's a lot better than Ty Jerome and Kobe White yeah. and Sarich. So I'm gonna give them a C minus. Okay. Uh, so for the Trailblazers, I gave them a B minus. I mostly gave them a B minus because uh, Little has very good potential. This is a very much need because. Port, uh, the Blazers need a damn small forward. They've been needing a small forward for years now. I think Little could come in and fill in that nice role. They need a small forward and a power forward, by the way. But uh, he, he has the potential to eventually play out of both those spots. Uh, but, uh, I think it's, that's going to be a good fit. It's a really good fit for uh, Portman. Yeah, I'm going to give them a, a, style, a solid B. Um had a disappointing year at North Carolina, but he really didn't get the opportunity as much because they came he came off the bench behind Cam Johnson. Yeah. But his ceiling is way higher than Cam Johnson's. I mean, he's pretty much kind of like uh, I don't know, kind of like a young Iguodala type player. Yeah. But he has probably he his jump shot and free throw his form's a little bit better so I think he could develop into a three and D wing. So I'm gonna give them a solid B. Perfect fit. Best player available by far. I think they did a good job. Uh, yeah I think Blake did a really good job with that. Um uh, so for the Sacramento Kings I gave them I also gave them a B minus Sacramento Kings, they got – they didn't have a first-round pick, did they? But they, they weaseled their way into the uh, – into the draft. They got Justin James, small forward out of Wyoming. Uh, don't know a ton about this dude, but he's – Pretty good three-point shooter shot, 33% over four years in college with one season at 41%. I think it's a good piece to put next to Buddy Heald, so I'll give him a C+. Plus. Uh, for the San Antonio Spurs, uh, just because of my friend uh, Trey and – Cause I know if I don't say something with a with a good um, 
with a good grade. He's gonna go crazy on my Twitter. Uh, I gave him a B plus. Just so I don't have to see those notifications. Yeah, I think the Spurs actually had a great draft. I'm gonna give them an A minus. Samanich can come in and replace um, Marcus Aldridge in two years. He's a stretch four out of Croatia. Um, has good length. I think he's about six ten, six eleven. Pretty thin guy. I think he's only like two hundred pounds. But uh, I feel like he can come in, stretch the floor, hit some threes, rebound a little bit, and then. At 29, they drafted a small forward, uh, Keldon Johnson out of Kentucky. Uh, that's great value right there. Best player available, arguably. So I think the Spurs had a really good draft. They got two potential centerpieces of the franchise with two lower first-round picks. So I think they did a good job. High ceiling. A minus sounds good to me. Uh, for the Raptors, I gave them a C. Yeah, they didn't have a pick to like the end of the draft, and I think they took that power forward, Dewan Hernandez. Yeah. Uh, pretty much, he's just a guy to, to to. He's a camp body for now. I mean, if he shows something good, low risk, high reward potential, I'll give him a C plus. The Utah Jazz, I gave them a B. Utah Jazz. Uh, let's see, what did they do? They traded their pick. So their first pick wasn't until the second round, right? Uh-huh. I'm going to give them... Uh, this point guard they took looks like he has some potential out of Hostra, so I'll give him a C. I mean, it's definitely a need because they lost Rubio, but they did trade for Mike Conley and Exum's kind of trash. So, four-year guy, he has the brains to be able to come in and help the second unit. So I think that's a good pick. And then for the Washington Wizards, I gave them a C. Yeah, I didn't like the uh, Wizards draft at all. I think Hachimura is a nice player, but they didn't really need a power forward because they just got Portis from the Bulls. Um, I thought there was a lot more value out there at that pick with somebody like Cam Reddish, uh, Alexander Walker would have been a better fit. Um, Nasir Little, who a lot of people had them taking at nine, would have been a better fit. I just I think Hachimura's kind of lost in the fold over there, so I don't really like that fit for him, so I'm going to give them a C. He's a really good player, but I just don't see them being able to maximize his
Oh, it's my bad. All right. Nah, I started laughing. Yeah, I, I had a notification. I accidentally didn't swipe all the way from the bar, and it went, I don't know for some reason. If you swipe down, it's the same thing as pressing stop. It's dumb. Be a Hachimura, <laughs> good player. Don't like the fit. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, that's by every team. All right. So, for our next topic, which fucking Ramona suggested this shit, but apparently he's just not going to show up. Big baby. Um, we're going to go discuss uh, top backcourts and then we're going to do our top point guards and top shooting guards. So for my top backcourt, I had uh, Clay and Curry at one. I have Dane and CJ at two. And at three, I have Jamal Murray and Gary Harris. Okay. I agree with you at number one. I think Curry and Clay, obviously Clay's gonna miss some time. But I definitely think they're the best backcourt. Yeah. Uh Damon CJ, that's another good one. I'll agree with you for number two. Number three's tough. You got Harris and uh and Murray's a good one. Yeah. Chris Paul and James Harden's a good one. I look and the reason why I think Lonzo and I took Lonzo and Drew Holiday have the defensive potential. Yeah. And go ahead. I took I I didn't do uh Harden and Chris Paul because it's mostly Harden just dribbling, 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 dribbling like that ISO shit. So it's like what does Chris Paul yeah. really even bring uh to the table if hard if majority of what they're doing in that offense is just is just relying on James Harden. So I, I wanted to bring in the fact that equal value, like it's just it's just not one player carrying the load. Uh, Holiday and Lonzo could be number three. They could take the number three or number two spot. It's just it depends on how they play. Can Lonzo stay uh, healthy? Is Lonzo gonna be able to perform? Like if he if he gives you fifteen, and if he gives me fifteen and ten, Drew gives me uh fifteen or eighteen points a game and however many assists with two or three four. Like a okay, man. That's that's number two, right there. They the number two uh backcourt, but it just I haven't seen them yet, so I can't give them. Yeah, backcourt's not gonna last long. Drew Holiday's probably looking at his last season in New Orleans. Maybe he'll get two more, but at the end of the day, I don't. I I think they'll move on him before they lose him for nothing. Unless he wants to take a low salary after this contract's up and be our sixth man. But my third backcourt, I'm going to go with – let's go – I'm going to go with a backcourt we haven't seen yet, but I think the potential – it's not going to last long. It's like a one- or two-year thing, but I think the potential is pretty high. So I'm going to go Conley and Donovan Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's definitely a good one. Hey. Conley will bring the defense, the playmaking, the veteran leadership, and the ability to slash and – hit timely threes, and then Donovan Mitchell's just going to sit on the outside and connect when needed. Yeah. I definitely I definitely agree with that. That's another good one. It's just I haven't seen that one just yet. So, like, Lonzo and Drew, that has potential. Uh, 
like you said, Conley and Donovan Mitchell, they have potential. And then James Harden and Chris Paul, they're just in the funk right now. I didn't want to say John Wall and Bradley Beal because they're also in the funk. Uh, John Wall's going to miss the whole season, so. Yeah. And then there's another. I figured it wasn't worth There's it. another backcourt that's worth mentioning. I just can't remember off the top of my head. I can't remember. But, oh, well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Ben Simmons and uh, J.J. Reddick's another good one, but I think J.J. Reddick's probably gone. I feel like because Ben Simmons is just like, I don't know. That that backcourt is weird to me. It, it's a good dynamic. It's a good idea. But the way that those two play together, it's just eh. Suited. Bledsoe and Brogdon was a good one, but Brogdon's probably gone. Yeah. All right. Oh, excuse me. Uh, who did you have for your top five sh- uh, point guards? Uh, Curry one, Lillard two. Ooh, okay. Uh. Let's go Ben Simmons, three, Russell Westbrook, four, and uh, I guess Chris Paul, five. Okay. That's interesting. So our uh, our one and twos were exactly the same. I had Curry and Lillard in our game at one and two. Yeah, as soon as we got to number three, uh, we, we went different ways. So number three, I had, uh, I had CP3. I yeah, I was going to put Chris Paul three, and then what you just said about him not really being able to do what he does best kind of knocks him down for me. Yeah. I don't think it's his fault. But. Yeah, it's definitely not his fault, but I'm thinking like individually, like right now, what what can he produce? What he did last season and then what he could produce from this season, uh, I, I think uh, he could still be the number three point guard. Um, number four, I went Kyrie. Uh, I went Kyrie mostly because of his scoring effect. His leadership is terrible. His playmaking is questionable. He play he playmakes when he wants to playmake, but not when he needs to. That's like that playoff game when he just had ten assists, or like the the couple of runs, like I think after the All Star or before the All Star break, and he just had like he just went off for like a whole bunch of like double double effects. Like you can't say Kyrie Irving is gonna give you a double double, so it's it's hard to put him in like this point guard role as a playmaker. Fair enough. And then uh, number five, I went John Wall. I went. I mostly went John Wall because uh, of his leadership skills, uh, his two way ability, because uh, he. I feel like he can still score and defend. And even though he he's he lost some of his uh, athletic ability from his injury, I feel like he's gonna put more time in working on his jumper, and we're gonna see a much more developed and uh, better John Wall. He's not gonna be relying more on his athleticism. Yeah, I would have put John Wall in my top five if he didn't get hurt. Uh, honorable mention though for me, I probably would put him over. 
Kyrie personally, but I'm going to go Kemba Walker because of his playmaking ability and his leadership is better than Kyrie's and he still will give you 25 a game. I I didn't play Kemba Walker just because of uh, just because of team success. But then again, this is a fair enough. I just this is just an individual point guard. But uh, Kemba Walker, he's definitely in there. Him and Ben Simmons are definitely in there for me. So. All right, and then for shooting guards, I went um, James Harden, even though he's more of a combo guard. I'm still going to clear. To make my list easier, I went uh, – I just put him as shooting guard. Uh, number two, I went Clay. Number three, I went Bat- Bradley Beal. Uh, number four, I went CJ Mosey. And then number five, just because I was just like, God damn it. There's multiple people I could put as shooting guard, but then they're more of a small forward too as, as well. But I went number five, uh, DeMar DeRozan. All right. I'm going to go number one. I'm going to go Clay just because of his defensive impact. Two, I'll go James Harden. Three, Oladipo. Okay, it's not bad. Four, Bradley Beal. And then five, at least for like a year or two, I think Drew Holiday. Yeah. That's not bad. That's definitely not bad. Because all those guys that you... Honorable mentions, of course. uh, The Rosen, Mitchell... Uh, Jalen Brown, Devin Booker, Gary Harris. You could throw any one of those guys in a spot. Yeah. yeah. When it comes out of shooting guards, it's definitely hard to like narrow down your list. It's, it's definitely hard. Because there's a whole bunch of good guys in the, uh, in the league. So. All right. Anything more? You want to talk about shooting guards? No, I think that pretty much. Seals the deal for me. All right. Let's get into some soccer. So I'm going to start off with the uh, U.S. women first in the FIFA World Cup. So for Chile, the U.S. came out in a 4-3-3 formation. Uh, Carly Lloyd, she scored in 11 minutes. Julie F. I can't say her last name, but she uh she's dating the she's married to the tight end from the Eagles. Ever? Ah, uh, Ertz. Ertz. Okay, Julie Ertz. She scored as well, and then Carly Ward scored a third time. So it was three zero. Uh, U.S. women. They had possession of the ball seventy two percentage uh of the time. They had 23 shots, nine shots on target. Uh, shout out to U.S. Women just, just, just destroying the matchup. Uh, for Sweden, they also they came back out for in the 4-3-3 position. Uh, Holmian had a goal in the first three minutes. And then um, Anderson had a own goal. Uh, as the game went on, so the, the end result was 0 uh, U.S. women. Uh, they won, the U.S. women won the group, and they go up against uh, 
Spain, Andy Brown of 16, 11 a.m. Central Time on uh, FS1, June the 24th. And for the U.S. Uh, men, men who are in the Gold Cup right now, they're, uh, I'm going to start with the the Gaza, Gaza, oh man, Gaza, game. They came out in a four-three-three. Uh, Aries scored uh in the twenty-eight minute. Boyd scored in the fifty-one minute. Zarda scored in the fifty-five. Boyd scored in the eighty-one minute. The U.S. men had possession of the ball sixty percent of the time. Uh, they had 20 shots, six shots on goal. Uh, and then to win the, or at least qualify for the quarterfinals of the Gold Cup, uh, the game against Trinidad, the revenge game, even though the U.S. men was coming out saying how it's not a revenge game, that that was definitely a revenge game, the one that they were playing. The, the coach switched up the lineup. They came out in the formation. They came out in the 4-1-4-1. Uh, Long scored in the 41 minute. Zarda scored in the 66. Zarda scored in the 59. Christian Poy scored in the 43. Uh, Aries scored in the 48. And then Long scored in the 90th minute. U.S. men had possession of the ball 66% of the time. They had 27 shots, tw- uh, 12 shots on target. And like I said, the men are advancing to the quarterfinals. Uh, but but they still have to play uh, uh, Panama for the group. Panama uh, on June the 26th, 8 p.m. Central Time on FX Sports 1. So shout out to the U.S. men and the U.S. women uh, doing well and kicking ass in this uh, summer of soccer. Especially the women. They really put up 13 goals in one game. Yeah. I mean, granted, they were playing some – I forgot who it was, but it wasn't a, a country that's usually good in any sport. But yep. 13 goals yep. is still 13 goals. And that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, definitely shout out to to U.S. women and men. Uh, we're proud of you guys. And then uh, we go into a nice little segment that uh, Troy uh, came up with, uh, Free Talk. So, uh, what, what you got? Uh, any facts or anything like that? Hmm, let's see. Okay, I got one for you. This is a little off topic, I guess. But Toys R Us is reopening all their stores, and they should be back before Christmas this year. Ooh, I had that written down, too. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that, that's a good thing. Uh, that's the first thing that came to me. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a very good thing because uh the the fucking the one that's still on veterans that that tours our rust building it's still around and I'm I'm every time I drive by it I'm always looking at it and I'm like what the hell are they gonna do with that building because is it is that it's exactly like a Toys R Us with a with a yeah. big parking lot like all the glass and everything so I'm just like that's kind of weird. Uh, if for some reason th- that Toys R Us doesn't come back at that exact location, they should make that like a super Walmart or something. 
Oh, yeah. Like a Walmart on that street. That's not bad. Uh, yeah. What else could it be? Damn. We can't make it a, a, uh, a Best Buy because we already got enough Best Buys on that block. It's pretty much you either got to make it like a super, super, super size Walmart or like, I don't know. I'd say Target, but we got a Target on Clearview, so that wouldn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what type of – maybe you can make that into like a Chuck E. Cheese or something. I don't really know. It's not a bad idea. You could make that a Chuck E. Cheese with that big-ass parking lot. Or actually, they'd probably make that into like a trampoline place. Oh yeah, yeah. You got uh, sector six. Actually, actually, no, I wouldn't put sector six back in that place. But uh, something like that. But maybe they bring back celebration. Ooh, that would be a good one. You'd probably have to like knock the building down and then like build a like build your little pieces. Mm-hmm. You gotta have to take a little bit more of that parking lot, so people would have to understand. And then if you really gonna like, if it's if that parking lot is packed, you still got the uh the mall that's very close. You just gotta make a little walk. All right. Any more facts? Uh you got anything? Uh, yeah, I got a couple. Uh, so Keanu Reed is confirmed to be coming to the Marvel MCU. So the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Kevin Feige. Uh, he has not the the president or producer or like big producer the the basic basically the head honcho of uh, Marvel Studios. He hasn't said what role that Keanu Reed will be playing. He's just saying Keanu Reed would eventually be in the Marvel MCU. So we can look forward to that. Um, they also said Dwayne the Rock Johnson is going is they and they were kind of joking with this, but they also did say that they would like to see. The Rock in the MCU, but they were joking by saying like the perfect role that The Rock could play is The Rock. So I got another one to bounce off that. John Cena is joining the cast of The Fast and the Furious for the upcoming ninth movie. I think that'll be pretty interesting if they bring The Rock back, which I'm hoping they do. But with his beef with uh, what's his face? Uh, no, not with Cena. Uh, the black guy. Oh, oh uh, man, what's his uh, name? Tyrese Ty- Gibson. Yeah, Tyrese, yeah, yeah. So I'm. I mean, we got the spinoff Hobbs and Shaw's coming out in August. That's going to be a good one. But if they bring The Rock back, it'd be interesting to have him and Cena kind of do some damage. I don't know if they would. If if Cena would be brought in as like the next. Uh, enemy kind of like Statham was or if they're going to use him as like a part of the team but it'll be interesting to see that I would I would I would so hope that they would bring in Cena to be just how Jason Statham was like he could be the, the enemy the bad guy and then you could add him a part of the team but I don't need to see him that, that seems to that seems to be how it, the Fast and Furious does. You have your antagonist, or is it a protagonist? What's the enemy? No, an- antagonist. You got it right. Okay. So, yeah, you have your antagonist. He comes in. You whoop him up. You get the job done, and then he becomes a protagonist. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those cycles, which I'm cool with. I mean, 
it all started back in five with the rock and Vin Diesel having their uh beef yeah. in the movie and then the rock ends up being a part of the team. Yeah. I wonder how they will play off Cena's character because if he's not if he's not coming in as the bad guy, then how would you how would you add him a part of the team? And he and he really likes American muscle. Like Cena loves American muscle cars. So Right. So you can expect to see him in the Dodge Charger or some type of older car where there'd be a firebird or some type of American muscle. Yeah. He'll that's what he'll be rolling in. Yeah. Or Ford GT. I know uh John Cena has a Ford GT, so we could see him in a Ford G T. Definitely. Maybe even his own. That'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, So to finish up that last little part about the uh, facts, because I just just have more facts. Um, Sorry for the technical difficulties. My AirPods was running out of battery juice, and I was trying to switch over to the um, wired ones. And it just got all kind of confusing. The Bluetooth can mess with each other, stuff like that. So to continue on to the facts, uh, it's going to be a cool thing to see. I wonder how John Cena is going to be introduced into the Fast and the Fear series. Um, I'm wondering if the Pelicans should go on with the slogan, um, Bird Strike. Because right now they're, they're like hashtag Bird Strike right now. Or if everyone is just going to be um, doing Let's Dance, the the slogan that Zion had came up with on draft night. Uh, it looks like the city is more be, uh, more connecting with Let's, da- Let's Dance because Zion said it. Uh, but uh, I feel like if the Pelicans were smart, they would, the Pelicans marketing team, they would uh, use both. Let's dance and bird strike. That's interesting to watch, and that's going to be interesting to see. Um, so through um on the week, like going into the weekend, uh, Donald Trump and his cronies had ice raids in New Orleans and Houston. Uh, now I was driving. On the day that the ice raids had came, so I personally didn't run into anybody, and I didn't get hit with a checkpoint, but I did see on my social media, all throughout my social media, that people were getting hit with checkpoints and stuff, so that's gonna, um, so hopefully nobody was affected, and nobody, nobody got separated from their families, if you, if you guys did, uh, I encourage you to please, uh, pray, please pray for any families that did get separated, uh, also, last thing, um, and I kind of touched on this on the, um, Second Thoughts Podcast Twitter, uh, why is the why is the NBA awards being televised on? Well, not even being televised. Why is the NBA awards in June twenty fourth, like on TNT? Like, why is it in June and why is it not back to where it was um, in the first or second round? 
like it was. Like, that was the good times of seeing it. The guys at the podiums or the guys getting awards in front of the fans that they made it to the playoffs. Like, like LeBron and D-Rose getting their awards. I still remember LeBron and D-Rose getting their awards um, in front of the fans. Like, one of the best reactions to that MVP award was um, was D-Rose getting the MVP in front of the crowd uh, in Chicago. That shit was incredible during the playoffs, too. Their reaction, like I, I think, I think they should definitely bring that back. Uh, another good thing was uh, the Kevin Durant. Uh, my mom is the MVP. Well, my mom is the true MVP. Like you, or just do it at the podium. We don't need a whole award show in June. We need something to go back to where it's in May. We don't need to wait to the end of June, almost July, for the NBA the NBA regular season awards to finally come out. Like everybody's forgot, everybody mostly forgot about the NBA season by now. Like this, this is just pointless. This is just the NBA trying to get money now. So I don't know. That's that's my little facts. That's my little rants. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, on wherever you're listening to, if you're listening to it on Anchor, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Breaker, Out, Outcast, wherever you're listening, or Pod, Pocket Cast, wherever you're listening to the podcast, thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, we're also interested in getting someone that's not, uh, you could be interested in sports, but you uh, were also interested in another co-host that's um, mostly going to be involved in like music and movies and pop culture and what's trending. So that way uh, we could we could have somebody for that side. Like I want I want somebody to, um, that's going to be interested in all the trends. Like oh man, like Zach, did you check out this thing on Netflix and? Like, oh, man, like, you should definitely go check on this thing on Netflix or Hulu or something like that. Like, so if you're a male or female and you're interested in joining our podcast, uh, just hit me up on Twitter. Uh, let uh, let me let me get a feel of you. Let me see how uh, yeah, I'm going to have you on a trial, like a, basically a trial run, see how everything goes. And um, we would love to add somebody else. Like, I, I don't mind if you wanted if you want to come on and talk about some sports. Hey, come talk about some sports issues, or just come talk about some sports in general. That's cool, but I want your main focus to be on like the other aspects that I have, or the other topics that I have for this podcast, mostly the pop culture stuff. So, um, also the guys are doing a fantasy football league on. I think it's gonna be on ESPN or Yahoo. They're, it's a little small league uh, because they're, these guys are mostly college guys. They're still in college. So, uh, the buy-in is going to be $7. Uh, first place gets a certain amount. Second place gets a, a certain amount. And then uh, we, have a, a, uh, we have a WWE belt championship that we have. Uh, currently, I am the winner of the league so currently I have the championship but as soon as um soon as somebody is awarded the um as soon as we get back to the end of the NFL season uh I will have to give 
the person that wanted the second season. I would have to give them that that person the belt. So if you are interested um, in winning some money, we we um, we have a fantasy football league. So with that being said, peace out. Thank you. Uh, listen to the podcast, and if you're interested in the fantasy football league, or if you're interested in the uh, in in being on the podcast, just let me know. Peace.